from the time we were very young children, we were taught to say thank you. If a relative or a grandparent gave you a piece of candy, your parents would say to you, and what do you say? And we respond, thank you for the gift that was offered to us. Today, these words are echoed by the one cured leper who realized that Jesus was the source of his cure, and he came back to give thanks. We say thank you as a matter of etiquette, but our gospel in this story of the cure of the lepers is so much more than a lesson on etiquette. This is not just the story of Jesus curing a man's skin disease. Leprosy in Jesus' time was considered a punishment by God for a person's sin or a family's sin. So lepers were not only social outcasts, but they were also religious outcasts. The visible marks of their skin disease was the equivalent of a sign that said, I am a sinner. And if a member of the community came in contact with the leper, they too would be outcasts. So the contagion would just continue to grow by leaps and bounds. Now it's important to note that Jesus did not just cure Jewish lepers. Amongst those cured was a Samaritan. And Samaritans were traditionally hated by the Jews. And so for an outcast Samaritan with a dreaded disease of leprosy, who was also considered to be punished by God, misery could not get much worse than this in Jesus' time. So while leprosy today is considered to be a disease that's long past, it's still, even, it's still in our time considered to be a symbol and finds its way in our speech. If we violate religious norms or social customs, we're apt to say, I feel like a leper. Well, who feels like a leper in our time today? Well, ask somebody with a prison record, an ex-felon trying to find a job in our time. Are there maybe many others who might feel this way in our society? How about immigrants today? Or migrants? Or refugees? To name but a few. Or how about gays? As Jesus engaged in his ministry, he overcame many religious and social taboos at his time. He touched who were considered to be the untouchables and allowed the outcasts to come to him. Remember that the religious leaders claimed that he ate with tax collectors and sinners. So today's story underlines what has been happening all throughout his ministry, that the poor, the sick, and the sinners came to him, and God's hands of mercy were outstretched to them. Today's story, gospel story, fits in very beautifully with this whole year of mercy that our Holy Father has called. And, and we're called to be a part of it as well. That's why the Holy Father called it, called it. To the whole church, we are all meant to be ministers of God's mercy. 
Jesus instructed the lepers to go show themselves to the priests, instructing them to go back to the temple. This is a gospel that's a challenging one to our church today as well. If this story were taking place today in our time, he'd be sending the outcasts of our time, the immigrants, the felons, the ex-prisoners, all these outcasts to be received here, to be healed here in our midst. It's very important detail in the story that Jesus does not heal the lepers in front of him, but rather they were healed on their way to the temple. And the least amongst them, the Samaritan knew that when he got to the temple, that he couldn't go there, that he would not be welcomed where Jesus was sending them. And so, Where is he going to go? Where is he going to go? There's only one place he could go, where his heart led him, which was back to Jesus, back to Jesus. He knew that's where he could go. He knew that's where he would be received. And so he fell at the feet of Jesus, giving thanks for what he had received. Now, as I said, leprosy is a disease from the ages past. And you might find yourself saying, well, I'm not a felon. I'm not a migrant. I'm not an immigrant. So this gospel does not affect me. But do we recognize that we are infected with a moral disease called sin? And sin does rob me of life. And we can go our merry way with this thing called sin that robs us of life. Well, we go on lying, cheating, being selfish, thinking of myself only, drinking excessively, being unfaithful, clicking buttons and looking at pornography, and on and on. It's sin. Let's face it, it's sin. And it hurts people. It really does. But like the leper in the gospel today, Jesus came to save us, to heal us through his passion, death, and resurrection, all of us. And we have access to this here in our church and through the sacraments. Do we recognize what Christ has done for me? Christ's message today is that he's calling us to be attentive to what he has done for me, like the leper, so that we might be filled with gratitude in our lives. Why does Jesus want us to develop the virtue of gratitude in our life? 
because he wants us to experience the joy, the real joy that comes from knowing that we are loved by him without any limits whatsoever. But like every virtue, gratitude can only grow if we exercise it. And how do we exercise gratitude? Well, nothing can be easier. All we have to do is say, thank you. Thank you. And it's never too late to say thank you. Never too late. In fact, the delightfulness of gratitude is like tasting good wine, okay? It only improves, it only improves over time. We've all received notes of thanks. We know how, how really good they are. If you've received a thank you note, you know how it warms your heart because it shows that what you've done, the impact that it has had on a person's life. So I encourage you this week to maybe write a note of thanks, to say thank you to someone. We all owe a debt of gratitude to so many people. First of all, children to your parents. Say thank you. Say thank you often to your parents for what they've done. Thank you, Mom, for that good meal tonight. Thank you, Mom. To our teachers, to our coaches, for all of our education. To our relatives and neighbors who have inspired us by their good example. You know, today we remember Deacon Joe. How do we say thanks for what he has done for us? And by following his good example, by living the way he did. Can't say thanks to him ourselves. We can say thanks in prayer. Don't forget. You know, it's an example that life does not go on and on. So don't forget to say thanks. Maybe that's one of the life lessons here. Don't forget. Don't forget. Jesus reminds us that gratitude is a Christian virtue. And that we, his followers, should spread the aroma of gratitude in what is often a thankless world, a forgetful world that we live in today. The very word Eucharist, Eucharist here means to give thanks. That's why we are here. So today, when we receive the Eucharist, let us promise Jesus that we will be a people acting out what we receive.